You beat us down, but we're resilient. You curse our name, but we're not shamed, but persistent and insistent to claim our birthright freedom. It was hereditary like receding hairlines and diabetes, but the greed of men tend to scheme on the rights of man and invade their lands and take their inhabitants as captives to be gathered and scattered over the regions of North America in order to build a so-called new world. The depression will be nothing compared to 1913 when it which is indicative to the fact that their land wasn't previously theirs, but had old owners. So the new world wasn't that new after all, and they called it a free country. But we were never free in it. From the moment those ships set alongside the shores of this hijacked land, our hands were tied and never set free long enough for us to spread our wings long enough for us to be free was no freedom for us so please excuse us if we don't pack your buses to protest the political injustices that's affecting everyone now the only thing that's made in america are guns missiles and And not just us There were no Occupy Mississippian protests of the Klan for what happened to those four young girls. Where were your tents then? Camped outside the town of Selma where there were sickened dogs on black men and women. There were no talks of foreclosure then. There were no picket signs for Emmett Till and Mega Evers. There were no documentaries and CNN specials for the Scottboro Boys or Nameless Niggas. There were no rallies for us. Where were the 99% to enact their power to vote to liberate us? So excuse our lack of enthusiasm to be enthusiastic about the bank seizing homes. Because most of us don't own those. And most of us never will. We're still waiting on the 40 acres and that fucking mule to plow the soil to sow the seeds that will grow us a piece of that American dream called freedom. But if you can't beat them, join them. And that's the case for a lot of our black brothers and sisters whose decimals in their accounts cause them to forget the accounts of racial oppression that was exclusive to us. Our eyes have become desensitized and compromised by dollar signs, which cause us to turn a blind eye to why the police patrol and harass the lower class. But the richer get tax breaks and quicker 911 response rates. This system ain't never been for us. And we ain't never had a place in this society except as laborers and for entertainment purposes. And that was on purpose. It wasn't a coincidence that corporate America was void of us until affirmative action. And they only took that action because it became obvious to the world that freedom just wasn't in America. In fact, it was the furthest thing from it. But a whole lot of lynching, cross burning and hangings. That's how the fuck they think about us. They must be fucking crazy. They built this country in our blood, sweat, and tears and got the nerve to say we're lazy. Nah, we're not lazy. We're just tired. Tired of just getting by. Tired of living from hand to mouth. Tired of being stereotyped all the fucking time. We're tired. So let's take this time to occupy our freedom. Our freedom. Thank you.
don't need to be in the Middle East. We don't need to invade a new country every year to sell more weapons. Episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and family. Today, 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 we have a very, very special guest in the building today. This sister right here. Is not only a spoken word artist. is not only a curator. Is not only an entrepreneur. This is my sister right here. I want y'all to give a big, warm welcome to the one and only Miss Lyrical Movements. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> I feel like you rolled out the red carpet. Like <laughs> most definite, most definite. Thank you for that. It's so, it's so, it's so. I'm so happy to have you in the building tonight. And uh, I've been waiting on this interview for a long time. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Definitely. And my brother. Definitely, man. We're gonna get into it today. Now, this sister right here, man, I mean, she wear many, many hats, many hats. Tell us a little bit about the different organizations that you run. Okay. Well, you know, I do Lyrical Movements Productions, which started a long time ago on the fly. Um, The give back of that company was really to... Um, showcase artists and give them a platform that they weren't getting from other places. So that that birth breathing, uh, that birth um, lyrical movement productions, and you know we 
co-hosted, um, well, I co-hosted uh, Breathing Through Paper with uh, Written in Pain for several years. And that started from a podcast similar to this, actually, that I used to do with a mic and have people, but it wasn't as fancy as this. This podcast, <laughs> like, this is fancy. I, I got only the audio, but this is, like, next level. I'm very proud of you. I just want to say that. Um, so I was a radio show host. Um, I did videography. We did off the pen. We had our own like webisode. We definitely. have done we're a lot. Get, of, we're we're definitely going to get into that. I want to get into that. Forget that. Like we did a lot of magic with that, and mm. that would spawn just off of an idea of more showcasing for you know African American artists because we don't have these venues that are that's going to come to us and tell us, hey, what do you want to do? You know what I mean? Bring it on. Let me see what you got. So we have to. We actually became our own vehicle. Um, with um, um, off the pen and you know just like when creativity is on a roll and I really feel like I was on a real roll you know what I mean and you can't do anything alone anyway so you already know about the team the couple and everybody else who helped us and contributed to you know our lives at that time and then um, it was a lot of stuff going on we hosted showcases for other artists in the the community at Miss B's joint you know what I mean so So it's like let's go let's go to the beginning because (laughs) Okay. We have we have history. I mean, family, we have history. I mean, we've done a lot. Like, if you want to call it journeymen of poetry, we've been all over and we've been spreading this brand. So the breathing through paper. Now, right. this show right here was a this was a really big show on Blog Talk. In fact, I was introduced to the poetry scene through breathing through paper. See, I had no idea. I had no idea that they did poetry online. So a friend of mine was like, yeah, you know, they do poetry, right? I'm like, poetry? I'm like, because I do do slams. I was going to different slams to open mics out in the street. But it's like, yeah, they got got like a whole poetry community. So I checked it out, man. And Breathing Through Paper was bar none. One of, if not, I would say the top show on Blog Talk. And wow. I mean the 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 run that breathing through paper had the the, the many different artists. So right. tell us, tell us how 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 did breathing through paper come about? Like because that was your creation, right? That was. So this is what happened. I started doing a podcast on my own because I've always wanted to kind of like be an anchor person a little bit, but you know I never really was going to go through. The, I'm an accountant by trade, mm. so all these dreams and aspirations that I had, I knew that they weren't. I'm not going to let them die. Like I'm a dream chaser. You know what I mean? I I am a dream chaser, and I and my spirit just led me to creating this platform. So I started um, interviewing artists from you know around the way, artists that I met through um, Facebook at the time, MySpace at the time, mm. Black Planet at the time. Wow! Black and I was Planet. like, come through, yeah. I was around for a while. Lyrical movements is on every single. <laughs> you, I'm sure you could find some kind of dust that I, you know, sparkled up a few, a few times. <laughs> I might not stay there, but I definitely went there. You understand what mm. I'm saying? And um, I just started pulling in people. And now the biggest interview that I had was Junior Reed mm. from Jamaica. Junior Reed called me in from Jamaica. So wow. this is long before breathing through paper. 
Now, the problem with um, my first show, which was pretty much like the Lyrical Movement show, really was it what Breathing Through Paper was like kind of like birthed after that, but like somewhere in between also. So when Junior Reed called my show, I was like, okay, I'm doing this for real. This is real, 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 <laughs> real, real, real. This is real business. And I had a lot of people, Lolly Poetry. I don't know if you remember Lolly Poetry, a mm. Caucasian brother from like the Midwest. He was super dope. I had Space Poet. I had Eric Moore. Wow, I had DL Davis. Wow. I had like, I can name off people. Like I had a lot of people. I dudes that you don't even hear no more. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So that was really the jump of it. And then on my birthday, I decided, you know what? I heard about the Blog Talk Radio. I was like, yo, let me try this out. Let me see what's going on with this. So I go in there and I'm like, Let's let let let's do this, and then it just really snowballed from there. And then I was I went through the first few shows. I was trying to pick my host. I didn't know if I wanted a host. I was like, let's have a different host every show. That was the showcasing, and then it was like the synergy was so real with me and written in pain that he just ended up like getting that position. Like he just he didn't even know he was applying, you know. And we went. It, it just rolled into something else, and it was like we had all these ideas. He came through with a lot of amazing ideas for the show too. So I always said that we were co-captains you know what i mean because i don't really like that underfellow thing you know that you the, the difference in the mm. tier like well, i'm up here even though i joke with him about it because he brings it up a lot <laughs> you know um i'm up here and you're here you understand <laughs> are you right here are you right here but you ain't up here you know what i mean so it was just like a free will you know you came through on the show you was there several times karama was sadaka was there you know what i mean it was like it was a, a we, we were a family we were Definitely. a family and it was so many different poets that came all around the world from london from canada from connecticut from california Mexico, you know what I mean? We, we had people coming from everywhere just to get a taste of being into paper. And it was just like, it was an amazing experience. And I was so definitely. grateful to give back to so many people. Yeah, Breathing Through that. Paper was definitely one of the premier shows that we look forward to. It was one of those shows that you look forward to every week that you like, I'm going to write something for this. I'm going to showcase this poem right here and that's what i did a lot of the times like a poem that i wanted to spit out in the street i would test it out on breathing through paper so it was a lot of great artists that came through that platform and we definitely thank you for bringing that platform to life now you made mention of written in pain now my spoken soul sessions family may have known if they listened to that episode i don't know if it aired yet but i do do an interview with mr written in pain carlos lavazari definitely a, a uh, a great mind uh, Y'all go definitely check that out But you made mention of Him being your co-host How did that start? How how did you guys hook up to the point Where as you, you know Became co-host of the, of, of the Breathing Through Paper show Right, okay So I've always been a writer I have always like 14, 15 I had a book and a pen and I would go to the park be with my friends and I would zone out and I would write I've always been a writer so in the writing community of the neighborhood that I used to live at shout out to you know Burke Avenue Allison Avenue Arnold Avenue the Bronx <laughs> shout yeah. out to BX and BX baby I met Randy Payne right on Arnold Avenue mm. like he was he just came out of nowhere um, he was with a friend that we had um, not to mention any names because you know it's been a million years but 
he was mutual friends with his brother and then he was like hey this is my cousin you know what i mean and we're like okay so we kind of like all met him together at the same time and he just became a staple mm. now he was like more of a rapper or not writing at the time i'm not really too sure but we became you know poetry friends like we ex- exchanged poetry we kicked it with mutual circles so we were always friends he left i went away like you know but we always came back and was able to just pick up where we just left off as friends and um it just rolled into uh breathing through paper because he came back around like he moved away i don't remember where he moved to and he was gone for a while and then he came back and i was like hey you know we you know we up on this poetry tip right now like because when i knew him he was writing i didn't know he had not written for like a while mm. and you know he, that, i can't you told you i'm sure he told you his story <laughs> so that, you know that's pretty much what happened and we were just like always in clicky mode we were like what's good what's up you know even for long periods of time will go that we don't speak but when we see each other again it's like we're you know we're family and that's that's what like family bonds are definitely you know what i mean you might not see your auntie or your grandma as often as you want to especially with covid like this covid thing shocked the entire world but you know whenever you see them that's my grandma you know that's my auntie so it's like that's my cousin you know but not really but that's my (laughs) brother you know what i mean like we never like did the play cousin thing, but <laughs> that's my brother. You know and that's pretty much where that, where that spawned from. Definitely. Yeah. So tell this us, tell us about the off the pin, because I'm going to put it out right. there. Like the off the pin, man, this was before it's time. Like you see all these memes out today. I was talking to a friend today and I was telling him, like all these memes you see, all these different skits you see that, that, that that's running rampant on the internet. Like we was doing that back in twenty thirteen, the off the pin twenty thirteen twenty fourteen, and I like to to see the way that it exploded on the internet. Now everyone is doing is like wow. Like we was definitely ahead of the time. So tell us how did the off the pin? Tell us what was off the pin. Let our audience know what off the pin was and how it started. Okay, so all comedy show, we had different sketches, we had different scenes, different times, different themes, whatever. And we would just roll them in. It was like we were just acting in our normal daily life, going on poetry adventures, going to spit perhaps, you know, for a paid gig, just hanging out, playing cards. Like we just, it, we just, incor- it was like our lives in with a camera. Mm. So that's really kind of like what the concept was. And I was so excited to do that because, you know, I got my little camera and I was like, you can't stop me. I was like, no, you can't stop me. Like, I'm going to like, I'm going to do this. And that, that's really and uh, with the family, like, you know, you played a staple. You were in so many roles. Now, I don't know. People know what happened off the pen. We were a victim of sabotage. I'm not sure how much you know of that. Definitely. The entire page was wiped out. We never found out who did it. Yeah, that we was... never found out who did it. That was the individual, whoever the individual who did it, if they're listening to this podcast right now, I just want you to know that it didn't stop anything because the composition is still alive, well, and thriving. We still here. It didn't stop nothing. But listen, because of all the blood, sweat, and tears 
the videography, the cutting the scenes, the figuring out what should go in there, all the directing, the editing, all our souls in it, all the times we watched it before we released. Like, it was just a lot of energy. And that really just, like, shot me in my pinky toe. Like, mm. you know, Harlem Nights, let's go back to Della Reese, you got shot. <laughs> you know how, how, how hurt you are to lose your pinky toe? <laughs> it's like, I lost my pinky toe at that time. Mm. And I really, like, I, I, we were all affected by it, but we have so many memories. Um, one of the scenes I remember, me and you on the train, you falling asleep on me. <laughs> you know what that I mean? I kept classic. pushing you off. Like, we had, like, a whole thing that was amazing. Uh, the, catching the taxi, trying to run the, the, the scene. The, like, so we had so much magic that yep. we lost. I it, think it really just did something to me. Like, not to say it, like, you know, no sympathy, no roses, no violence needed. But it just really, like did something bad you know mm. what i mean but i still love it i mean hopefully one day we'll be able to do it as our older selves but <laughs> <laughs> it was just so it's so much went into off the pen and Definitely. it was just such an amazing experience and we did several episodes and we had you know several people remember the girl that we met on the way back from staten island who thought Brendan Payne was busta rhymes or something <laughs> like and we were like no this is busta rhymes she believed it and we had so many of amazing moments yep. period before the camera even came into play and um that's just that's one definitely one of the gemstones definitely. in our uh compo careers and just in our lives so definitely so, them was amazing and i can't say i wasn't completely inspired by a, a sister who is now amazing um well she was amazing then just people didn't know it and that's Issa Rae Mm. From Insecure. Definitely. Also known as Awkward Black Girl. Mm. Because I first saw her in Awkward Black Girl and she inspired me. And she was like, we she did what I did only on a different scale. You know what I mean? And I was like, we have to keep the chain going. We have to keep the torch going. That's right. And it was such a small step in order to push that out there to the world. I mean, it was a lot of work and all that, but it was just, you know, a lot of people can do it. They Definitely. just choose not to. Definitely. So it was, it was it was an amazing um adventure. So, so we're definitely going to get in to some of your spoken word. We want to get into that. I mean, okay. the, I, want, I want the audience to, <laughs> I want the audience to prepare themselves because, ah. uh, you know, this, this sister right here, man, I mean, her work, her work speaks for itself, but mm. her poetry, man, her poetry, it really, it really take you places. You know, when I listen to her poetry, your first album uh, what was the name of your first album? It was uh, the the album you had. When the rain is watching. When the rain is when the rain is watching. You had one. You had one album when you did a voice. Your voice was like the. Uh, it was like a British voice. You brought out your British. Oh, accent. that was um. Uh, the next one. What was that? When when butterflies when butterflies harden. Oh, um, I think it was when butterflies harden. Yeah, that yeah, that that album good. right there, man. That track, that joint took it took me places every time I listened to it. I would put that joint on repeat and just listen to that joint. The accent in that piece was just it, it was so serene. But definitely we want to let the we want to let the spoken soul session audience hear Miss Lyrical Movements. But let me set the stage for you cuz I got to give you the proper introduction. Okay. You know, let me let me set let me set the stage. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, 
It is my profound honor to bring you the spoken word of Miss Lyrical Movements. This is called 41 Shots. Dedicated to all the fallen brothers and continents, but mainly on this one, 41 Shots. Another unnamed man was shot. The details are always sketchy until the tape drops. I believe the last one was holding a rock, which looked like a gun. And instead of the taser or the club, they ricochet bullets like patrons make it rain with them dubs. I remember writing 41 shots. Sending it to newspapers, screaming at the cops, no justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. How can the mother of a brown child sleep? It used to only be sons, but now your daughters can die as well, even if she never tried to run. Is this hunting season? Are we target practice? Why do we die? Why is another coroner telling the morgue to commence for the ride? Another baby without a father, another grandmother weeping at a funeral. It makes the headlines, and then if the circumstances permit, They just fade away in our memories like so many accused felons or innocent bystanders never exist. This is painful to write. I don't know whether to fight or flight. Will I be another one dying in vain? Another unnamed 41 shots. Can you tell the plot? We die. People cry. The people are free to kill again. Is this an epidemic? Are peaceful countries viewing this infrastructure pathetic? When will it end? We all have a friend who had a friend who died before this movement became a trend. I write for them. For every shot. Hear the essence of my pen. I don't want to die. Neither did Amadou. Garner. Sterling, the names keep whirling in a special brew, too toxic to sip, too harsh to swallow. I ask you, how many soldiers will die tomorrow in a war they never even tried to enlist? If you are numb, I insist you imagine it being one of your kin. Flesh of your flesh, twin of your skin. All I hear is bullet after bullet after bullet after bullet. All I see is name after name after name after name. I can smell the blood stains from windows to walls. When death calls, he might be wearing blue. Yelling, put your hands on the car before I Trayvon, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, you. And that was 41 shots. Wow.
One more time. Wow. Do y'all see what I mean? Spoken Soul Session family. Do y'all see what I mean? Oh, my God. This piece right here was so powerful. I felt this through my spine. Like the passion, the passion that you delivered that with was like amazing. Wow. 41 shots. It was one line you said about the brown, about the brown girl. Is this how a brown girl is supposed to live? How can a mother put her brown child to sleep? Yeah. How can a mother put her brown child to sleep? Wow, man. Yo, that piece right there is is epic. Can we find that anywhere? Do you have that anywhere? You know what? That's going to be on the next album. Mm, so this is exclusive this is exclusive this is exclusive you heard it first you heard this first on the spoken soul sessions podcast let it be known wow now what 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 inspired that piece can you even ask you know the state of black people brown people in this country you know how easily we die you know how we're pulled over more times by the police just walking our dogs Mm-mm-mm. So uh, that's where is it hunting season? Is this target practice? Because I don't understand how you running up in Brianna Taylor's house killing her while she was sleeping. Mm. I don't understand how you running up in Staten Island killing Eric Garner because he's selling cigarettes or whatever that was. I don't understand how you killed George Floyd for a fake twenty dollar bill or whatever it is that you were called about to bring uh, mm. the war down or the death down on a black or brown person and, and or that- yellow or red. Yep. They don't discriminate colors That's as the long thing. as you're not Caucasian. It's unfortunate to be a darker shade in the, in, in, in the Crayola spectrum mm-hmm. because we're more likely to die and for absolutely no reason. Uh, my first one, this is 41 shot redo, but I didn't say that. My first 41 shot was written for Amadou Diallo. Mm. So, you know, he was shot 41 times. 41 times, yes. So, I wrote a piece for Amadou Diallo. I shopped it around uh, a lot of different... I was just trying to send it out to magazines. Somebody published it, but I never got a copy of it. And I don't even remember the name of the magazine that published it. But um, I just was so enraged. He was from the Bronx like me. You mm. know, I'm not a- African by blood, but I... Uh, by, by by born, but I am African by blood. He was my brother. And he died because he had his wallet and his vestibule in his very own building. Mm. So if you don't really, if if it ranges from, and that that's why I said, you know, it could be a rock, like it could be anything in your hand. If you have something in your hand, uh, look at the young boy Tamir Tamir Rice who died uh, with with a, a fake yes. uh, a gun in the park, or you know, so many stories. Trayvon Martin with Skittles and, and a Snapple yep. minding his own business, like and it, it uh, go back 1955, 54, 53. Emmett Till yep. whistling at a white woman. Go to go to Tulsa riots in Ohio in uh, in Tulsa. Oklahoma 1920s or whenever that was and look how they you know took down the entire community for a false uh, 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 accusatory um, infraction from some Caucasian woman who said a black man did something that he never even did over 10,000 African Americans was homeless because of that yes but you know they burned down our banks they burned down our pharmacies they burned down our you know it's just we've always been attacked in this country and it's not only here because everywhere else you go, brown people have a hard too. That's right. 
you and know, that's, that's the, the brown thing, people you in say, Indonesia, the brown people, the aborigines in Australia. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't. You don't have to be a Zulu to feel it. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? And it's just it's a war on, on brown people and on black people and black lives you do said matter. It. Black lives always matter. You wrote that poem. Matter. You said you wrote yeah. that poem for the initial poem you wrote for uh, 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 for, for Diallo, and and look today, look how that poem still resonates today it's true it still resonates it's like it's like you just wrote it yesterday and it would apply it's true but think about it we go back and we listen to malcolm x beaches from the 1960s and 1950s and it still applies yes yes we've always gone on the bottom of the barrel yep it's really unfortunate it's very unfortunate because we were here before ships before like you know you you can call their original native americans african-americans because they were brown like us Mm. you know what i'm saying and they were killed for their land. Exactly. And then they and then they brought us over here to till the land that they killed our ancestors for. And that's you know crazy. And you got to think about that. It's see the whole thing when you when you really look at it. That's why it's so very important that we as a people we uplift and we we validate each other. You know. It's, it's, it's hard enough for us in the world today for us to be against our own selves. Like I made mention one time of a, of a, uh, I believe it was J. Cole I was listening to. And it was a little snippet in the, in the song when it was Nipsey Hussle talking about how he go out and pray on someone else. Like when you out there and you gang banging and you looking for a Vic, he said, you're looking for someone who looks just like you. The individual who wear his clothes like you, the individual who talk like you, the same lingo like you. So you're hunting yourself. So we got it bad enough as a people in this country with the underlying, the overt and covert racism that 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 happens every single day. We got that to deal with. It's, it's just too much to have to deal with it with each other. So that's why it's very important for us to affirm and validate each other and know that we are beautiful as a people, man. Because look what they do to us. Over a $20 bill, this man loses his life. But but that other, what's his name? Uh, Ruth, the one that killed all those um, black people in the church. They take him to Burger King. Take him to Burger King after he killed eight people, seven, eight people. But George Floyd loses his life over a fake $20 bill. You know, it, it, it's just, it's sad. You might not even have known it was fake. So like, it's, it's yeah, that's exactly. That's what they say, because that's the narrative that they use, that it was a fake bill, but we don't right. know where's the bill. You know Where'd what I'm saying? At? Where the bill at? Exactly. Where the bill, bill at? I never see no, I hear no articles about them. This is the bill that they used to kill Exactly. Them. I never seen nothing like that. Very so strange. That, that, where is the bill? Very that's something, true. That, that's something to think about. Where is Inquiring the bill? Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, we want to know That would have been the, the first thing they would have showed us. Exactly. Where's the bill? They would have framed it and laminated it. They would have, this is the bill that George Floyd had. Exactly. They would have did that. It never showed up in court. And he was the guy in the source that he knew George Floyd, you know, for a long time. And he, he never had no trouble from him. So. That's crazy. Come on now. Think about it. But that poem, my sister, was was phenomenal. But we got another one, though. We got we another. We, we we got another. Don't you got another one for us? You, I know, do. You, you just I ain't do. going. You just ain't going to tease us. More, but it's one more. Like we, you know, you you ain't going to tease us. So let me let me. 
let me let me cue you back in. And uh, are you ready though? Are you ready? Are you? Are you... I'm always ready. Oh, well, let's get it then. Let you me let me cue you back in and uh, <laughs> let's let let's, let let us hear the beautiful words, the spoken words of Miss Lyrical Movements. This is Warrior's Tale. We all have a little bit of warrior in us, so this is to that. I fight tooth and nail, waiting to impale the devil at my feet. He will not prevail. The sun is firm and hot. Elusive is the plot. My intent is strong like the theme Battling to death until I win. My only sin is fighting from within. Channeling the pain from introspection. Guided by my lifelong lessons, this is a warrior's tale. My skin is my armor. My sword is my pen. I move like a ninja. It was stealth reigning in. Silence in motion. The magic in the lotus potion. It was in every single strike. I was trying to save my life. So I fought. I lost. I improved when I found my groove. Losing is winning to an enlightened fool. My, how the journey has been difficult. Finding my way through the darkness. Remembering the iron is always hot. Like a fire too high. Or lightning lent by the trials of the sky. Heads were severed. Limbs, scalping of the skin, hairs hung as trophies. Only the victorious has hair to the spoils to bless their kin. To the throne, to the castle, to the gnome. This was a warrior's tale. I would do it all again for my arrival, my will for survival. My ancestors were warriors. I am a warrior. My children will be warriors. It is the way of the stars, the way of the samurai, for this is my warrior's tale from Venus to Mars. Wow. Profound peace, queen. Profound peace. This, this, uh, I mean, your spoken word is like, is like, it takes me places. Like, I got the headphones on. I'm listening, I'm listening to your words in the headphones and I'm like, wow. It's so soothing. The message is clear. Like, what inspired you to write that? Uh, 
Um, I, I do a lot of research. I, I mean, I play Jeopardy for fun. A lot of people don't know that about me. All But right. um, I like to try to enhance my mind as often as I can. And I was looking up some like Zulu warriors, Amazon warriors. I was looking up the, I forgot the sisters, but they were bad. They were some bad sisters. I'm not sure if they were the, um, the, the army to Zulu. It was some royal king that had an army of women. Mm. And I, I just looked it up and I was just like so fascinated by these women. And they didn't have children because they didn't want to have ties. You know, they were there. They were created to be warriors. Mm. And I was like, what if I had that warrior blood in me? You mm. know, because I've been through a lot of different wars in my life. I've been through a lot of things that a lot of people, you know, not to compare because the new comparison is the, I, I forgot what they say. It's a saying on that. But a lot, like I've been through a lot and I, and I guess for me to still be here, I would have to be considered semi warrior like or with warrior tendencies, because I think uh, lesser spirits would not be able to prevail through a lot of the things that I've, I've gone through, not to get sentimental, mm. but um, I, I, it's just like when I wrote that after the rain, like I went through a lot of rain, I went through a lot of storms, I went through a lot of pain, I went through a lot, a lot of things that, you know, for the most part, I really only share with my, with my pen, mm. you know what I mean? Like that's what writers do, you know, a lot of people don't understand us anyway, And um, it's always paradoxes. And uh, they say our lives build characters because I guess we wouldn't have anything to write about if we haven't been through so much crap. You know what I mean? So that's another factor, too. But breathe, um, breathing yeah, through so, paper, you breathe through paper. That's I breathe so, through paper. That's so that's, that's so profound, from. man. Breathing yeah, that's through where paper, that came from. And, and that piece was phenomenal. It's just it's crazy, man. So it's so it's so amazing how powerful the power that the spoken word has you know True. and you are definitely a warrior queen you are Thank a warrior you, you know not Thank besides you, spoken King. words besides besides spoken word you know because i have the pleasure of knowing you so right you know you are definitely a warrior and your work it speaks volumes you know i can listen to your poetry man and get something new every time i hear it get something new i mean it's profound i definitely appreciate the fact that you took the time to bless this show i mean it means so much to me but you got a you got another piece you got a you got another piece that you got now i got a i got a request i don't know i do What? not know i have a request i don't know oh, no, if you no, have no, this no, piece. No I have a request. If you if if you if you have this piece, and if you don't have it, I want to invite you back to the show because I need my audience to hear this piece. I wanted okay. to hear no more you. That's okay. what I want. I want. I want to hear that piece now. If you don't got it, because I know that's a that's a big piece. That is a that big, is a big piece. piece. That's a and big I piece. Even think you know? I have some of it in my mind, but I don't even want to botch it. Yeah, I, I feel you. So look, this is what we let gonna me, do. Let me see if I can start it. Hold on. Let me All see. right, hold on, hold on, hold I'm on. I'm just gonna on. start it. Don't uh, get excited. <laughs> don't get excited because I don't know how much I remember that. I haven't spit that piece in like 10 well, years. Well, this what I right, this what you do then. You, you spit. No, no. I want you to spit it until you can't spit no more. And then when you when, once you can't remember no more, then we'll stop it. You who knows? You might remember the whole thing. I'll come back for another time. All right, I bet then. I, I, I remember how it started. Let me see. Let me try to channel this. It's been so long. All right. 
I died a thousand times on your watch. Held your hand through a hundred rhymes. I was just scotched. I combed your hair, massaged your feet. I gave you props. I even brushed your teeth. That's it. <laughs> That's the teaser. That. That's the teaser. The next time you come, come to the show, I, I mean, it. y'all got to hear I this piece. I go watch that. That's one of my favorite pieces. That piece well, is powerful. That's one. a powerful I wasn't piece. ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> Hopefully I set the tone. They, they be listening yeah, for the next yeah, that, yeah, Y'all got to hear that piece. I'm telling you, y'all got to like, hear that piece. that though? Where that though? That first I line is just epic. I, know, I do. It's in my spirit. I, 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 it's in my spirit. You know those You know those pieces. Yeah, that, that's one but, of those um, pieces. That's one of those pieces. I've died pieces. a thousand times on your watch. That, that That's hand. the beginning. That's the beginning to <laughs> every beginning. great... I even brushed your teeth. <laughs> I resurrected brush your twice teeth. after you brutally murdered me. There was no cops. I kept your secret after the itch. And to this very day, I should have snitched. Mm. <laughs> We gonna bring that back. We gonna bring that one back. I got you. I'm gonna come back. We definitely gonna bring that. But you say you got on the schedule right now. I got you ballerina light. All right, yeah, that that that's it feels in comparison. I guess it feels in comparison. We gonna get into that, but you definitely gonna come back and and spit no more. You that's a promise. Definitely. You let me know. All right, let's go. Let's get let's get into let's get into your last piece right here. Let let me give you a uh, let me let me introduce it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in, get nice and comfortable to listen to the words, the spoken words of Miss Lyrical Movement. Speak your soul, Queen. All right, we're going to soften the mood. This is going to show the versatility, okay? This is ballerina light. We're going to soften it up because we've been, we've been fighting wars. We've been throwing our, our, our face stuff for our fallen brothers. And uh, this is a little lighter. This is ballerina light. A few years ago, I was in flight. Free like a bird, having the time of my life. Then things changed. I had some life-altering refrains. The beat still played, although my ears were mute. I couldn't feel the music. I used to play the flute. I used to sing. I used to dance like no one was watching. I really had wings. Down to the swim or tango. At the drop of a hat. Hitting home runs in the yard. Swinging a sword on guard. Just for fun. I would bask in the sun. On a yoga mat. Move like the air. I was ballerina light in my flats. My pirouette was flawless. When I wore tutu, I was lawless. I owned the stage, page after page. My pen would blaze. I finished books by the second. Each poem was fire. My arsenal was so large, I could have retired. Then the lights turned off. I soared into the ground. Quiet was loud, gaining and losing weight by the pound. Day after day, I was Mary J. Blige going down. I lost my crown. I lost my way. I lost my all. What more can I say? I prayed for just the memories 
I needed to feel the sky again, a ribbon synergized with the wind. My, how time flies, whether or not one is having fun. I could have died in the room as everything swept with the broom. Under a rug, all burnt up with fumes, the tomb I lain in was self-induced. My heart upon, in life's game of chess, I still say God bless when a stranger sneeze. Give God thanks for every single thing I need. Grateful to see another day. Always, always living ballerina light till the end of my days. And that was ballerina light. Fire. That's that accent I was talking about. That's it right there, man. That right there. Oh my God, man. Give me something special. That that poem right family. Yeah, that poem right there, right. Oh my God, man. That that just told a story. That just that just told a whole yeah. entire story. Like what inspired that? I gotta hear this. <laughs> I always wanted to be a ballerina. You know, I guess I was too big. My feet were too big. I was too tall. Mm. Small little, little things, Mm. you know? And um, one day, well, a few times I've, I've, I've done videos of me dancing. I just never released them. Mm. And I, I just really love dancing. I really, really love dancing. And I was thinking one day, I was like, you know what? Let's say my life was, you know, an opera, you know, and, and I was a ballerina, you know, what would that play? How would that play out? And a ballerina life. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> I just was like, all the things I've lived through in different ways, seeing it, you know, uh, you know, artistically, just expressing it from a different apps uh, from a different aspect than I would normally express it from. And that's pretty much what birthed that. I like to write from different places. I think okay. it's very important to challenge yourself. And I was always like very willing to push myself to the next level, especially with my pieces. And I said, I have to, I've been promising books for people for years. I said, this is the year that I buckled down. I already have manuscript. Mm. It's like, yeah. I just have to buckle down and life is so taxing you know life is just so taxing sometimes but I'm trying to get to a clear place a, a clear place or space that I can actually you know get these things out because I'm really determined right now you definitely know? definitely so more from me is coming definitely that poem that poem, that poem is deep because I like the way it was so descriptive it's like you would think you had an inside mm. like an inside knowing of what goes on in the life of a dancer because we see dancers, <laughs> we see dancers from the perspective of the outside looking in, and we see, oh, they're so beautiful, they can move and all that. But they, but people don't know the sacrifice that dancers go through in order to get that craft where it needs to be. And uh, I, I felt that, and I and I received that from that poem right there. It's like I was getting an inside look. Of, of the life of a dancer, the losing of the weight, you going, you, you going stir crazy, trying to perfect your craft and it becomes, it be, you become obsessed with it. So I like that poem and that, that poem is beautiful, man. That poem is beautiful, man. And that accent just topped it off even more. That, that, 
the accent just put it over the edge <laughs> for me, you know? But definitely, man. So let us know about cause you got you, you got some more uh you got some different businesses going on. I know that you're selling I do. you're selling your calendar, I know. I know you got a calendar. I, am. I, know, I know you got a cal- <laughs> now now fellas, I'm gonna let you know, you know, because radio you don't see pictures and all that. But Miss Lyrical Movements is a very beautiful woman. You can hear that in her words, but her looks is just as beautiful. And she has a calendar. She has a calendar. And can you let my audience can you let my audience know where they can buy the calendar, where they can purchase it at? Yes. I you know, I decided to be discreet because I do I am a professional by day and a lot of things that I do can reflect on my career Mm. at work so i said i was going to exclusively sell this calendar so you have to hit me up either on instagram or facebook messenger but i will say instagram is better and this is you know a one of i want to say a one of a kind i don't know if i'm going to do it again i might this might be a collective item one day i don't know exactly Get that yeah, like, now, I brothers. And I'll get to the point that's like, you got that calendar? It's worth $500. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I want to get that, you know, I want to get to that place one day. But until then, you have to come to me directly and I mail it out. I was actually giving a free shipping sale. So I wasn't charging any shipping, but shipping's kind of like back on. But um, so I might have a, you know, this is post Memorial Day. So I was going to do a Memorial Day sale, but I was kind of like, you know, just in vacation mode. Mm-hmm. I've been in vacation mode for a while now. And I think it's very important for artists to take time off to perfect themselves instead of constantly giving to other people you don't have nothing left for yourself so people have all these you know uh conspiracy theories as to why i haven't really been posting that much Mm. and i'm just like a sister need to take time like i've been working on stuff for years like before you before me and you even met like i was doing i've been working a long time as they say (laughs) in my country i've been working a long 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 time so every now and then i take a break yo definitely the block straight up every now and then i take a break and then i come back and i have something else but um the calendar is one of my favorite favorite projects to date because it incorporates two things that i never thought i'd be able to really do like that Mm. and i always wanted to be a model you know i did a little light modeling but nobody like i'm too tall i'm like you know my dreadlocks like i have all these infrastructure infractions against me Mm. that you know, model agencies might not want to mess with me. So I say, you know what? I'm going to be my own Wilhelmina. I'm going to be my own, you know, like I'm going to do my own cover girl. And that's what happened with this. And every single month you get an inspiring quote from, you know, either famous or not so famous in American. Um, All of them, most of them are people that you know. And you get a one of a kind erotic poem from me. Mm. So I'm doing, I'm, I'm dressed in, it's like burlesque boudoir. Okay. It's a boudoir calendar. So I shot it in New Orleans for my birthday. Mm. And I mean, she gave me some shoes. She gave me, you know, some lingerie. I brought my own pieces, you know, and we made magic. And she told me a best photo shoot today. In fact, she drove me to the hotel after we were done. Mm. So it was so we just had such a magical experience. That it was able to be conveyed in pictures. It, 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 so, it, you know, balance. I'm still selling them. I had them. I did a two year calendar 
And I was like, let me give my people something, a bang for their bucks, you know, and every to everybody who bought one, I really do appreciate you. And if you, you didn't have the money or you didn't want one and you want one now, come talk to me because I still have a few left. Yeah, definitely hit and, up. Um, What's your Instagram? Yeah. Um, put your Instagram out there. Lyrical so movements. I'm lyrical movements everywhere. Every blood clot we are. All right. <laughs> lyrical <laughs> movements everywhere. <laughs> oh, I'll go out and we want that. My space, Black Planet. Uh, 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 you know, I'm, my main pages is Facebook. I have like two or three pages on Facebook. I have one page on Instagram. Graham. I haven't been on Twitter in a long time. Shout out to Raymond Glo- Ramon Glover because he just hit me in the box. He's like, yo, remember when we used to kick poems on Twitter? And I said, that's when Twitter had a, a you know, a character capacity. So you had to get a poem out in like five digits. So we used to like click back and forth and like I've been around the mulberry bush a few times. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's just a privilege to still be around. It's a lot of names we don't even hear no more. Mm. Like, where you at? Like, I used to hear you in, you know, 99. You know, I used to hear you in 2009. I used to hear you in 29. Where you at, though? You know what I mean? And people leave. And I'm just really grateful to still be able to say I'm still pushing my pen. I still create, you know, magic, you know, and I still, you know, try to inspire my family. Because it's it's a lot of people that we inspire, even without even realizing, like, uh, I forgot the word, vicariously inspired mm-hmm. people Definitely. that you would they would never even tell you that they were inspired by you but that's they've got that inspiration from you so i'm grateful to be that and I'm, I'm grateful to everyone who's inspired me i said if it wasn't for nikki giovanni i wouldn't even be a poet mm, Definitely. i fell in love with nikki giovanni and i was like i can do this too that see that that I, leads me to my next question okay is that uh no we're not questioning i want you to do something i ask all my guests that come on the show for Uh-oh. all the for all the aspiring spoken word artists out there can you give us for my for my audience a piece of advice for the person who is trying to get and break ground in the spoken word realm and trying to do it on that on that level on that big level they're really taking it serious what advice would you give them up and coming spoken word artists um first and foremost and this is important and maybe i could even say i fell short but you have to know your craft Mm. You have to know your craft, you have to know your audience, you have to know who's for you and who's not for you, which place to read this piece, which place not to read this piece, because that has happened to me. Like, well, I've been at a wedding, I read a piece and it didn't get the right review. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. It happens, especially in the beginning. You have to not be afraid of failing because you're going to fail. Mm. You will fail sometimes, but you have to learn how to get back up. That's right. And you have to know where you're doing it from. Now, if you're doing it from a passionate place, from a place of love and support and 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 true craft and, and quality work, you're always going to do it because you know that, that it, it, it's in a, euphor- a euphoria that it brings to your spirit, okay, because you're doing something that you're supposed to be doing. Most writers write because it's in our passion. It's, it's in our chart. We don't even know where it is in the chart, but we know we, we've been writing for several lifetimes. We come back and we write again. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And I really strongly believe that. But you have to love what you do. Because if you're doing this to impress somebody, or if you're doing this because you're just depressed right now, <laughs> you might not be around a long time. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. But if you're doing this because you love it, and every time that light, that spotlight come on you, and every time that mic turns on, your heart starts racing a little bit, and you know you have something to say, and this is for you. 
Definitely. And don't expect to pay because you're not going to get paid nothing. <laughs> you have pay, to get money from other places. The pay, the you have pay, to get the, money from other places the pay before catch you up get to Maya you. Angelou money. You know, <laughs> before you get uh, Terry and all their money on uh, Rose Sanchez and uh, Juana and all of them. Hello. Before you get all that, but you know, you know, Brown and Scott, before you get that Scott money, you have to sacrifice. And poetry doesn't pay a lot. A lot of people know most most poets are starving. Well, you don't do it for money. That's how you know you really love it. Mm, definitely. So that's what that's that's what I'll say. <laughs> All right, I would. I, I, de- I definitely, man. I definitely want to thank you for coming and blessing this house. Spoken Soul Sessions, man. It means a lot to me because I reached out to certain artists, and uh, you was definitely on the top of the list to come on here and bless the audience with your with your powerful words and your words were so powerful you know a beautiful soul a beautiful person with beautiful words we appreciate you we love you you know what i'm saying and we want to go out and we want to support you so go out there i'm urging everybody go out there and get that calendar fellas trust me this woman is beautiful go get that calendar you know what i mean hit her up lyrical movements on instagram and uh definitely we're gonna have her come back and we're going to, matter of fact, we're going to make that the show. When you come back, we're going to make that show No More You. That's going to be the title of that show. So I'm promising my audience. So you got to come back and you got to spit that piece for me. I got you. Definitely. So as always, my Spoken Soul Sessions family, we've come to that point in the show where I want to Remind everybody out there to love who you are. Don't be afraid to do what you do. Love yourself and love each other. If you have any spoken word that you're trying to get out and get a platform for, email me at spokensoulsessions at gmail.com. And send your press kit. Send some links where I can find you, where I can review some of your work. And I will definitely reach out to you and have you on the show. I want to thank you for joining me again for another session of Spoken Soul Sessions. Thank you. Peace. I'll be back. Peace.